Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Did you turn that ringer off? I did, yes. <laughs> ring, ring. Ring, ring. How you doing there, bud? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're still doing a Zoom, not because Chip has COVID, but because our schedules today were really insane. Yes. And we leave tomorrow to go on a bachelorette party. Did you think you were, like, I thought I was done with bachelorette parties at this age. I'm 39. I mean, this is my first one. Oh! <laughs> bachelorette. Yeah, I think it's my first bachelorette party. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Chip and the ladies. Yeah. And uh, this was actually supposed to be last year. It was supposed to be last year, but obviously COVID sidelined everything. And there was another guy that was invited then, but he's not coming this time. So I'm the. Why did he get. I don't know why Fancy's not coming. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Was, yeah, Fancy was supposed to. He it was, was on girls the and gays. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm holding down the fort for the dudes. Well, our friend is getting married in October and we are doing a quick little beach weekend, which we're really excited about. We'll report back next week. Our friend Elise is wild. So yeah. only God knows what's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to take me like two weeks to recover, but it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in other news, what is your update for the week? What's been going on? Well, I'm really excited. Um, you know, there's a, there's a organization here called Onsite. Yes. Which is um, sort of a mental health recovery facility, for lack of a better term, um, where they do like, I mean, I think I've never been, but I think they, they do like varying lengths of mental health programs, ranging from like anger management to addiction issues to just like sort of mental resets that yeah. you know range from like three nights to like a month or something like that um and uh music cares which is an organization a nonprofit organization that the arm it's a nonprofit arm of like the grammys and naris and they sent out an email um offering a program to music industry people that were like coping with just like the effects of uh covid and the like last year and a half and I thought, wow, this is an amazing opportunity to like experience on site, like get a reset. And so I applied for it and I got in and it's a scholarship program. So it's free. It's Are covered by Music Cares. Oh yeah, it's God. covered by Music Cares. So I'm going to be doing that. That's amazing. Yeah. When you told me that, I was like so proud initially because I think that kind of work is very uh, overwhelming maybe is the right word to think about. Like we can know, okay, maybe my soul needs something right now, or maybe there's something I could be working through, but it can be so intimidating. I haven't done on-site, but I've done two different intensives at places like that. And both times, I mean, it was one of the most life-changing experiences I've ever had. Just the stuff you learn about yourself in general, or, you know, why kind of some of the mindsets you've developed have developed in, within you or anything like that. But it's, yeah, but yeah, I remember- I'm like, I'm like nervous as hell yeah. Yeah. and excited because it's, you know, it's group therapy. So it's like, I have no idea who it's coming to be with. I don't know who my roommate's going to be. They could all be strangers. They could all be people that I know. Like, so it's like, 
you know, I'm also like incredibly open and willing and ready to like go be as vulnerable as possible and just experience it because the truth is it's been forever since I've done any sort of therapy. So I know I need it, but it's like when you've gone this long without it, like it's really hard to jumpstart. So I'm like, I might as well just jump into the deep end. And then, because like, look, I think as, as glamorous as my life probably looks the outside, it's like, we all have issues, you know? And it's, Oh yeah. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. You know, it's like when I think about all the things that if I could choose to like repair everything in my life that I like have any sort of issue with, like, I don't even know where to start. So it's like, I feel like with this, maybe it will sort of like put the right things under a magnifying glass to be like, okay, this is where I need to focus because it will help all of these things. So I'm really excited. I'm also scared to sh- scared to death. But. Well, I think that's totally normal. That like anxious feeling just because you're ready to do it, but then it's just like, you have no idea what to expect. I think the best mentality is the one that you said, which is like going in open and willing to be vulnerable and just, you know, experience whatever happens. Cause you can't ever map that stuff out. Like I've gone to stuff thinking, Oh, this is the issue I'm going to work on. And then something totally different comes up. And it's just like, as long as you're open to whatever the universe is going to bring you, like, I think it's going to be an awesome experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. How about yourself? What's new? Um, well, I was telling you earlier, I've been on the road again. Like I went on the road all weekend last weekend and it with Dirks and I, it's just amazing to me how much I'm realizing like, I told you, I was like, I just have a pep in my step because of it. Like, I feel like I'm finding my flow again when I'm back in that routine and just like the things that I know and the places that I thrive. And it's so interesting because, because touring was gone during COVID and just like completely canceled. I didn't really realize like that I was missing it in the way that I was, but I could not figure out there was just some underlying like feeling of loss. Like I just felt lost. Like, I don't really feel like I could find my foundation. And it's really interesting how even something so simple as going on the road for a weekend can kind of like bring me back into that energy flow. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm really good at this thing. Or like, I just have like a different kind of confidence. Like I just feel at home, you know? And so it's been so refreshing. I told you I hung out with Breland. He's um, kind of he was, he went, played during Dirks' show. They have a song out right now called Beers on Me, which is amazing. But um, he's like literally my new favorite person. He's the best. Like, I'm obsessed. He was on the, I went up to Canandaigua to see Dirks's, like the beginning of the tour. And yeah. he was actually the opener, the, like the first of three. And it was so awesome watching people go from like, Cause you know, they're like coming into the, the arena and or the amphitheater and like, you're expecting to hear like straight up country music. Right. <laughs> and there's like hip hop beats and like, you see Gospel. their faces go from like, where are we to like everyone on their feet? Like, yeah. fucking losing. cause his energy is just like, Oh my God. So magnetic. I think he's so like, magnetic. I think there, and, and there's like a, like there's a humbleness that like comes through really clearly too. Well, he's just genuine. Right. Yeah. I mean, he basically was like, this is the third concert I've ever played in my life. Totally. And like people lost their shit. I mean, it, but also yeah. he's so naturally talented that you would never know that. Like, I mean, yeah. he goes on stage and owns the stage he is the cutest little black guy. Like I just am yeah. so in I love, love with him. him so much. He, I mean, and like, dude, it takes like it for me. It was uh, when I saw him. I don't know. I mean, he's playing now. Like he's crashing Dirk's set, so he's on yeah. stage with like a full band and everything. When I saw him, it was him and a DJ that sometimes plays bass while the track's running. So it's like you have to command that whole with no production. Like it was all about him. Well, I told but, him so crazy. When it's you think so about it. much pressure. So I told him, I'm like, you know, I'm first of all, Dirks is so good at just bringing in amazing new talent and kind of exposing them to his audience, which I love about him. Like, I really think he's really good at building up new artists. And I also love that we're starting to see more black artists in the country music world. Cause it seems like we're a little slow on that realm. <laughs> and so it's amazing, but the, I told Breland, I'm like, you know, the, the reality of what you did, like in Canandaigua, cause I was there too, going out on stage by yourself. Like I was actually so stressed out for you because that audience, like, I did not think that they would get it, you know, like he isn't your typical country. And right. Like, 
you know, they came to see Riley Green, who is very typical country uh-huh. music and Dirk Bentley and, you know, all of these expectations are around that. And so, but he does such a good job of saying, you know, like, I'm not one genre. Like I grew up singing gospel music. I listen to R&B. I listen to country. I listen to pop. I listen to all of it. And so he is such a mixed bag and he gets, does a really good job of like getting the audience on board with that. By the end of that set that you're talking about, they were upstanding. The other night when he came out with Dirks, literally everyone is going like insane, like just jumping. And it was kind of like a hip hop set in the middle of Dirks' set. Like it was it's, hilarious. It's so great. Yeah. He, I mean, it's like, and at that point in the show, people are like drunk and loose and it feels like, yeah. it's just like all you want is energy. So it doesn't like stick out in a weird way. Like it's right. Like, it's no, so everybody was just up and, and jumping. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's but awesome. The, do you want to know the funniest part? So like, that tour is basically like the hot guys tour, right? Like it's like Parker McCullum, Riley Green and Dirk Bentley. Like the girls are losing their fucking minds like <laughs> in the audience. So it was so hilarious to me though. Cause I'm standing next to Breland like during Dirk's set and um, the people that were coming up to him. Cause we were kind of like sat of the stage, but like right in front of the audience and the people coming up to him were mostly dudes. I was shook. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> but you know, it's cause he sings about like, uh, you know, beers with Dirks, like, uh, what is the name of the song? Why did I just blank? Beers on me. Beers okay. on me Gosh, yeah. I've heard it 800 times. You would think that I would remember, but they're singing about beers on me. And then the other song they did was called my truck. And he's basically like, listen, you can take everything from me. You could take my woman. You could take my money. You could take my house, but don't touch my truck. And so don't touch my truck. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, Breland has the biggest dude country audience. <laughs> of anybody I've ever seen actually it was hilarious but if you guys haven't heard Breland's music go check him out this is not some plug that we're being paid to do or anything we both just like love him he's my new obsession um well I don't really even know how to transition into our topic from Breland into OnlyFans like it's just sort of like (laughs) one of these things (laughs) or maybe they are I don't even know maybe he has a page (laughs) well I did say it's the hot guys tour and so maybe that's a good transition um speaking of hot guys and hot girls uh we were talking this week about the big revelation from OnlyFans like they went out and said, Hey, like, we're going to stop all this sexually explicit content. Maybe you can still be nude. We'll give more details, but that's shutting down and people went crazy. So now a couple days later, when did that happen? That was like, maybe it was last week. Yeah, it was last week. Oh, it was last week. Okay. Yeah. Well, they've already retracted that and that's like not happening anymore. And you and I think this is so interesting because well, multiple reasons, but one, the porn industry is such a financially big um, influence on our culture these days. And I don't really know how to feel about that. And I'll talk a little bit about that later, but it is wild. The stories that you started to read, especially with people surviving the COVID times and how much they probably would not have been able to financially support their families without starting an OnlyFans page. Right. It's like, what? This is crazy. Like those were the biggest people flipping out about this, you know, the sexually explicit content being taken off because they're like, we built this business and all of a sudden you're just like pulling the plug on it. And now how am I going to pay my bills? Well, I mean, the, the OnlyFans has 130 million like users. So with 2 million creators on it. So it's like, you know, and it was built on the backs of these sex workers. Like there is no, there is no doubt in my mind that um, the majority of the people that are on there are doing sexually explicit content. I actually, like when I read the initial article, I was like, wait, what would OnlyFans be without sexually explicit content? Like I've actually never been on the website, so I don't know. But like, I literally was like, what will they actually even what would a creator create then i thought that was all that it was but i guess there's like musicians on there you can do like cooking stuff i mean basically what it is yeah what it is is like i mean it is um i think the split is like 80 percent to the creator 20 percent to all they found and it's just a really turnkey solution to have like a subscription a subscription model like content delivery system and there's like some really like cardi b is on there 
um, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne know. made a million bucks in a day. That was like Dude, a record. Bad, bad Barbie. I saw that. Bo- bo- bad, bad Bobby. I, I guess don't I know. Yeah. It. I don't know how to say it. She broke that record in six hours. Was she, yeah, she got what made a million dollars in six six hours. hours. What was she doing? That's what I want to know. I mean, I think she was doing, she's 18, she had just turned 18. And um, she did, she posted a breakdown on her Instagram. It was, um, she was charging $23.99 a month. So um, $757,526 was coming from subscriptions. Okay. Um, She was also charging, for DMs that she was responding to. And she made $267,675 on DMs. And then you can also collect tips apparently. And she made $5,500 on tips. Good God. So wait, what's that math? 757. I want to see how many subscriptions that is. 526 divided by $24. This is, I mean, she had like almost 32,000 people sign up to, yeah. Follow her. I mean, she she has sixteen, almost seventeen million followers just on Instagram. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's like a fraction. And it's clearly there's seventeen million people that are interested in what she is putting out into the world. So, and she puts like sexy photos on Instagram, but nothing that's like pornographic, right? So it's just like she. It's probably like that to another level, and it's just a fraction of what you know, the 17 million people that follow her. I think people just like the accessibility too. When I was reading that, that's what I was thinking. But also, I guess it could get a little racier because people are paying for it. And so maybe they'll push the edge a little bit more. Right. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I mean, I was thinking back to when I first started Velvet's Edge and like being, you know, what you would consider a content creator at that point. And like, it was really hard to figure out how to monetize that, but you're doing so much work that you start to be like, wait, why am I doing this if I'm not going to make money? So like an account, like an OnlyFans, if you had a big following already to give content to where you're not like, it makes it worth your while way more than just like posting on Instagram and not being paid, but giving cool content, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, you have to have enough people that are like, have bought into what you, the content that you're making to shift them over to a premium offering. So, well, and this um, is like the day and age, right? Like it's like, maybe people aren't going to concerts as much or especially during COVID they weren't. And so how do you financially as an artist, as some sort of, as a celebrity make the income that you used to make? Or like, if you are an artist, like you're supposed to grow and change and evolve. And I think like technology and social media, all of these internet companies are kind of the way of the future in so many ways. And so if you're not shifting that direction, you might lose out. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, I think there's a lot of ways, especially as a recording artist that you could use this, like, I mean, (laughs) sorry, it was like crushing my ears. Um, As a recording artist, you could use it to be like, hey, I'm going to do a live stream concert once a week, you know, just play like new songs and charge $10,999 a month. So it's like your super fans, obviously you're catering to super fans at this point. It's not the casual fan that's going to spend it, but like, you know, not $5,999 a month. It's like, if you're, if you have a thousand people that do that, you're making 10 grand a month. Yeah. And it's easy because you're probably yeah, doing that anyway. Probably doing it anyway. So, so it um, makes and, sense as a platform. I mean, absolutely. 100%. But it takes a twist because this, the whole website has become known for the sexually explicit content. And these are the things like when I'm reading these articles about them shutting that down, I mean, there were literally multiple, multiple, multiple stories of single moms who during COVID lost their job or didn't have enough income coming in in the first place. They were behind on their bills, bad, you know, back checked on rent. And um, they started an OnlyFans account and were able to catch up on all their payments, you know, just pay all the bills, keep a roof over their kids' heads, start saving for college. Yeah, I mean, you, can, you, can like clean, you could like clean your apartment in your panties. You know what I mean? It's like, People will pay for like shit like that. Kelly, maybe we should start a page for your feet. I literally make jokes about it all the time on my Instagram. Like, cause I've done, you know, I do like Q and A sometimes or whatever, where people ask questions. And that's always a question. When are you starting an OnlyFans account? And honestly, I'm like, God, I'm probably fucking missing out. <laughs> I mean, why not? Like, I would as, never, I could just, never, I could but never. But if, if you kept it, at, like, what if you stopped putting any bikini pics? on your Instagram and only put bikini pics on your. I don't think people are that, that into my bikini pics. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a few friends who love them. <laughs> oh, you have to tell me about that later. <laughs> I just, well, this is where it gets to be. Like we, we kind of had this conversation before we started the podcast. Cause I am emotionally very torn about how I feel about all of this. You know, like, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but even posting bikini pictures because I'm selling a bathing suit um, or linking to the, the outfit that I'm wearing feels somewhat I, like I've, I've started to get in my head a little bit about it. Like, am I playing into the over-sexualization of women that I actually am really starting to have a new awareness of? And it's not like it's just women on OnlyFans, but yeah. the overwhelming sense that our culture has become so driven, um, by pornography or just like turning sex into what it's become, which I don't know. I don't want to sound like this, like prude or this like Bible beater, but I, I feel very torn about what that's 
that's actually doing to our society, to our relationships, to us as humans. Like if we're doing it all the time and that's the content we are consuming all of the time, um, are we even able to like show up and exist? And what kind of hole are we trying to fill in our soul? That's not being filled with something that's like helping us grow and evolve. Right. Well, look, I'll, to play devil's advocate, and you know, this is not to diminish the fact that like porn addiction and these things are very sex addiction. They're very real and they're problems that people suffer with. Right. But um, you know, porn is something that people seek out. It is not something that right. like, on a normal day, you're sitting on, you know, CNN.com and you're being served like an ad for the latest gangbang scene from, you know, Stormy Daniels. It's just like you, it is something that like we as humans are choosing to seek out. And um, yes, it has become much more readily available. So I think in terms of driving the addiction and those things, like it's, um, it's just at our fingertips. It's on your phone. It's like wherever right. you want it to be. People are probably finding it at a younger age, you know? It's like, or if it's not that they're finding it at a younger age, they're finding it at greater quantities at that age yeah. that you might've found your uncle's like Playboy or something, you know, when you were a kid. So um, I do think that like, obviously, you know, we need to address that it is a problem for some people that it gets out of control. But I also think we need to say, like, we need to acknowledge that like, as human beings, like clearly there's a curiosity and the desire to have it because otherwise the industry itself wouldn't be able to continue to evolve at the right. rate that, it, that it's evolved in because people right. fucking want it. I know. I, I, mean, I found, I found like um, there was an article in the guardian that was ta that talked about like, it was from 2018. And um, basically the, the headline of the, the article was, the growth of internet porn tells us more about ourselves than technology. Okay. And, you know, historically porn has been credited to like advancing technology. Like, you know, it like was the boon for like VHS tapes. It's what made them really popular over Betamax, which was thought to be like a more um, like high-end version of a home video, but it was more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously it really drove broadband and internet use. But, um, you know, it's, the, the article says that like because of the desires of human beings wanting it it's not necessarily the internet's fault that it's a problem it's ours because we've oh, chosen it totally um but it's it's like so there is no like true uh, you can't find how much money the porn industry makes because a lot of the companies are private um so their finances aren't there but the u.s estimates between nine and $97 billion a year. So it's like a massive range, 97 billion. A lot of people think is excessive. So this article says that a conservative, conservative es estimate is 15 billion a year. That makes it bigger than Netflix at 11.7 billion, but also Hollywood as a whole at 11.1 billion and Viacom at 13.3 billion. Online porn is huge. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I told you this, I, um, reposted this, I don't, it wasn't a TikTok. It was like a, a Instagram reel that I, I watched earlier this week. And it was this guy talking about, um, how porn, like, cause a lot of the questions are, is this bad for your relationship? Is this bad for your like sex life in general, in, in real life, you know? And that's a big debate. And I, we've had a sex expert on actually this podcast before talking about, um, the effects of porn or masturbation on your relationship. And his overriding sense was like, as long as you're communicating with your partner openly, and it's like something that you guys agree on as like, you agree on whatever the guidelines are about that topic, um, that it shouldn't really affect anything because the big issue with people is the betrayal piece of finding out like that right. secretly somebody's watching porn and masturbating all the time. But this guy was talking about the fact that if you watch porn, um, you become so desensitized to like one naked bodies and like things that turn you on and the fantasy gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. So like when you're watching porn, it's like, it's a form of fantasy. And so you're living out these really bizarre, wild, insanely far sexual experiences that maybe you're not having in real life. And so then you, he said that if you do it enough, like you become so desensitized that you have a hard time 
having real sexual experiences because they're not as exciting or you're kind of waiting for the fantasy to get you turned on versus like the actual human being in front of you. Right. Which that to me is where I'm like, Oh my God, this is sad. Like we're not able to fully connect with each other in relationships in the capacity that I do believe we all deep down want. Like, so that's why I'm like, what are we actually searching for when we're consuming so much sexually explicit materials? Like, what is the hole in our soul that we're not attending to? Um, and this well, isn't I mean, to say it's like right or wrong. It's just like, it makes me sad as a human being. Yeah. I mean, there's also probably something to be said about the fact that like, okay, I'm having these desires. I'm going to go like watch this and masturbate. And then I'm going to go back to my life. And it's like, so you're fulfilling these desires in a way that isn't the most natural way that like historically we would have done that as a human. Like right. you would have been like these desires would get pent up and you'd have to go out and meet somebody and yeah. And, and sort of, you know, well, that's that therapist that we had fix on the- that craving. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that therapist said it's the lazy man's version of sex? Like it's like, cause you literally go, what shut your bedroom door and then you get, you live out this fantasy and then you go back to life. Like you go back to your, you know, whatever. And there's people, we were reading articles that's like a lot of people are, there's a high number of people who do this at work. That's like, so what you go to the bathroom and then you go back to your desk and you're just like, do, 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 do. Yeah. I just watched um, like stepmom plow her steps on her side. I don't know. I'm just, I'm literally How do like, you concentrate on work at that point? You know right, what I mean? It's like, right. Yeah. But Poor then, Aunt Judy was just like defiled by Uncle right, Bob, right, you know? Like, right. And so then it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't think fantasy is bad in sexual experiences. I think that's kind of a fun thing, but it is like, okay, but could you actually do this in life with a partner or whoever it is that you're having sex with. And if not, like, are you then okay with normal sexual experiences? Like, are you able to fully enjoy those or connect in a real way? Or are you just looking for the hit, like that dopamine hit that you get from quickly going to watch porn and taking care of business? I wonder if there's any study done like that shows that it actually like makes you more productive if you like get that dopamine hit by jacking off at work. Yeah. Or is it like, is it a, is it a sure tell sign of like something is really off that like you don't have the self-control to like wait till you're home? Well, that's sort of like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's where I think like we were talking about the addiction stuff earlier. And I mean, the porn addiction rates are just going up because it becomes this medicator, right? Like you can get that quick dopamine hit. And, um, if your life is hard or you're going through something, you can go get that to help you feel better quickly. It's the same thing as like drinking too much when you're going through a hard time or whatever, like medicating, it's just medicating it. And that's not, I don't think that's across the board, but I'm saying these are like some of my concerns and like the things that make me sad for our society as a whole is like, these numbers, I mean, and you can't deny only, only fans has already retracted their statement and they're telling banks to go fuck themselves so that they can keep this sexually explicit content because it's that important to their business. Like, I mean, yeah, they pay out $300 million a month to their creators. That's crazy. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You know, I mean, I did the math, like it's on, on average though, like it, you know, and obviously some creators are making a lot more money than others, but it's, it works out to be at 2 million creators. It's they're paying out $150 per creator a month, um, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but I would imagine some creators probably just aren't at, like raking it in where some are, you know, I, like, I read an article about a girl who makes six figures a month on OnlyFans. Amazing. Doesn't have six to leave figures her house. a month. Like, what the fuck is she putting up? Because maybe I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, what's her thing? Like, subscribe for a month and, like, learn something, you Good know? Like, God. I was just like, oh, my God. No wonder there, there's such a big, like, people are like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And you were very, you know, when we started talking about this topic, you were like, I really don't want to shame sex workers. And I don't either. That's not my point. I personally feel torn because when I read about these, like, single mom paying their bills and feeling the relief of actually being financially stable. Like I've been broke before in my life. I know what that feels like. It's the most stressful experience, especially if you had kids you were trying to provide for. So it's like, I'm like, go ahead, girl, do it. Like, And, you know? and maybe they're only doing bikini pics. Like, 
I mean, if you yeah. look at if you look at Instagram, when I go to my oh. when I go to my Discover page, it's pictures of boxers and guys with their shirts off. Like they know what I want to see. That's well, yeah, it. it's like you know, they, they monitor. Boxers, I mean yeah, they they monitor what you click on, and that's what you start seeing. Right. All mine is like relationship quotes, like <laughs> fascinated right. with narcissists. Well, but the the point that I'm making is is like you click on these like random guys from or I'll click on these random guys from around the world and they have hundreds of thousands of people that are following them sometimes millions mm -hmm. and um there's women that are in the same case and the, like these people the only reason they have followers is because they're hot and their clothes are off mm -hmm. so if they're smart they're like well wait a minute I can just take off a little bit more clothes and charge somebody five million on a month yeah I would do like if I had a body like that like I would do that I mean, I don't think that I would go as far as like making pornographic content, but if I could charge people five ninety nine a month to like look at me shirtless, yeah, fuck, but that's, yes, I would. That's not what OnlyFans was taking away. It was just the set, the pornographic right. aspect. True, true. But did that did that mean full nude or like I, they hadn't explained? No, because they, the well, they, yeah, they didn't even they didn't even get that far. But yeah. it, there was like. They were saying nudity will still be allowed. It's just, as long as it's not sexually explicit, which I'm like, what? Well, oh. <laughs> okay. Right. It just right. gets a little, I don't know. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So anyway, I just, I think it's an interesting conversation. I don't know that we really have some sort of resolve. We were just both like, what is this happening? Like, 
the uproar that happened when they announced this was shocking in and of itself. When time. I saw the headline, I thought it was like an Onion article. I was yeah, like, you, I know. I mean, what is OnlyFans without porn? Like, That's what, it, it's like being like Pornhub changes name to Hub and drops <laughs> pornography. It's like, and you're like, okay, what are you? Then? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like bye. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would love to hear what you guys think about this as a topic. Like every time I post anything about porn, um, or we did that last podcast, people write in because I think a lot of people are noticing how it's affecting their relationships. And I mean, most of the people that write into us are women, but you were, it was so interesting when you were reading those statistics about what was it? Porn views. Like it was a lot of yeah, women. Thir- thir- well, 35, this is, I found this on re- the recovery village.com. It's, uh, you know, a recovery center that, um, you can go, um, and work on porn addiction, uh-huh. but, um, it says pornography is prevalent in society. Porn addiction affects about five to 8% of adults. People addicted to porn spend at least 11 to 12 hours per week viewing porn. Um, most people say that their porn addiction hurts their personal relationships. It occurs. Um, many conditions occur with porn addiction, including anxiety, depression, sex addiction, addiction, social anxiety, and substance abuse disorders. Um, and it's the good news is that the prognosis for porn addiction is good and it can be helped with cognitive behavioral therapy and counseling, but here's some crazy numbers. 35% of all downloads on the internet are porn. Mm. Um, 40 million U S adults regularly visit internet porn sites. 10% of U S adults admit to having addiction. 17% of women of all women struggle, struggle with porn addiction. 20% of men and 13% of women admit to accessing porn while at work. There's that one for you. 70% of women admit to keep, um, admit to keeping their side, their side, sorry, their cyber activity secret. Mm -hmm. And one in three visitors to adult websites is a woman. That was surprising to me because I think you hear about it so much more with men, but this is the exact point that I'm trying to make about like, what is it that we're actually looking for? Like, are these women in relation? Are they single? Are they in relationships and they're not satisfied sexually? And like, if that is the case, like, are we losing the ability to communicate with our partners or did we ever have it? You know, like I'm wondering if we're taking the lazy way out of actually having real committed, communicative, transparent relationships just by like being like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to go watch porn and jack off. Yeah. I mean, look, I also think it's like, you know, we can't step inside of everyone's relationship, but like right. a, a, a healthy communicative relationship should, would be like, would mean that you could go to your partner and be like, Hey, you know, I love when you do this, or I want to do right. this with you. And you could actually live out your fantasy. Like you could right. have it in your bed, <laughs> in right. your own bedroom, you know, with and, an like, actual human. <laughs> but I think, I think that like, I mean, and I, you know, all I can speak of too is the American experience. Like, I think that like we view sex so puritanically in our country that it drives the sex addiction and porn addiction sort of things because we, like, most people would think that like their partner's a fucking creep if they told them what really gets them off. Mm-hmm. And so they can go like check that box and like live out that fantasy without having to share that and run the risk of being judged for like what they find sexy. Sure. Well, and I do think it's like in long-term relationships, right? Like, I mean, I am a monogamous and I want a monogamous relationship, but I do see where if you're in a long-term relationship, like you're like, yeah, I'm having sex with the same person over and over and over. And you just kind of get in these programs, right? Like, you're just like, ah, no, this is what gets them off every time. Or like, right. <laughs> again, you get lazy. And so, and it kind of becomes more mechanical sometimes. And so I can see where this escape to fantasy is happening and like that it, it, it is enticing and it's so easily accessible these days. Like, it's just there. It's everywhere you look. It's like what you said on Instagram. It's just like, even the, the things that I, the accounts that I've seen on Instagram lately, I'm like, how the fuck is that not porn? Like it is, it is hard. And it's yeah. like, I know as a person in a relationship, I'm like, I don't want my boyfriend looking at that, but that's what pops up in his discover page. Like what you're talking about. Anytime a man joins, I mean, I've had this conversation with Jake Woodard, who, um, we've talked a lot about on the podcast. He's been on the podcast a lot, but he talks a lot about like 
the masculine energy and, and how hard that is. Like, I mean, he used to be addicted to porn too. And he just says like, it's everywhere. It's like you, if you join Instagram as a heterosexual man and you put that in, in your profile or whatever, they know what to send you, like you said. And then it's like, you click on it once and it's just like floods your thing. And so I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting topic to me. I think it's interesting questions to ask yourself. Like we said, there's, we're not trying to shame anybody and we're not like saying we have any answers. It's just like, wait, why am I doing this? Or, uh, what does it bring into my life? Is this what I want for my relationship? I don't know. And then the other topic of like people making a living, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I hate to get in the way of anybody making a living. Me too. Especially a woman trying to make a buck for her kid. I'm like, I just, I can't, it's really hard for me to be like, there's anything bad in that, you know? So I don't know. I don't know what the answer or solution would be. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the answer and solution for my opinion would be um, let people do it and just, you know, be wise about your use of pornography. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel that way about, you know, drugs and, you know, other things right, like right. that, you know, ice cream is like too much ice cream is bad Moderation. for anybody. And it's like, you have to like, as a, as a, you know, a human being, like you have to make really smart choices and it doesn't mean that you can't do these things. It just means that you have to sort of regulate yourself. Well, and like we said, I think that's the importance of what that therapist was talking about, about being open with your partner and having conversations about like what you guys are both comfortable with. If you are in a relationship, um, because it doesn't have to be a deal breaker and it doesn't have to be like, oh, you can't ever do this. It's just like having the conversation so that there's no trust issues that come up from these kind of things. Right. Right. Anyway, you guys do you, that's just our thoughts on the topic. (laughs) And, and, you know, and sit looks- back and wait for Kelly's OnlyFans page coming soon. <laughs> porn site near hey, you. if we have to go into isolation again, you just never know. Cause I'm never like, it's, I mean, a girl's got to pay her mortgage. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start putting up bikini pics of like me and ladies bikinis. Like, oh my God. Nobody wants that. Like I'd probably have to pay to have that up. I'm just going to like take, <laughs> take the camera into when I'm getting my tattoo removed off my foot and just see if, who I can get off on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We have a couple emails really quick. I wanted to go through um, the, the COVID conversation is still a big one in our, e- our email inbox. Um, this one comes from Kaylee. It's called speaking my truths. Hey, Chip and Kelly, thank y'all for losing your, using your platform to discuss important issues. I especially respect y'all for speaking your truths while allowing others to speak theirs, no matter how different they may be. I just wanted to speak my truths. My truth is I hate being sick, whether it's because of allergies, a common cold, or a life-threatening situation. And your girl has been through that whole spectrum. If given the opportunity to be healthy or sick, I will always choose healthy. And another truth, I hate when people self diagnose themselves for FOMO for fear of missing out. Y'all talk about hanging out with a person who did not disclose he was sick and ended up infecting several people. I would be pissed. He even passed me the common cold. Regardless of COVID in general, you have no idea what a person's situation is. If they have an underlying condition, compromised immune system, dependence, or professional or financial situation that does not allow for easy sick days. And unless you have credible and recent diagnosis that states your illness is not contagious, The fact that you would risk getting someone else sick for your own pursuits is the epitome of selfishness and inconsideration. And my last truth is I hate that people lack empathy. A friend of mine never put much weight in COVID and ended up getting it herself. She brushed it off and told everyone that she never got a fever, lost her sense of taste and smell. And that was it. She contributed to the been there, done that narrative and boosted her so-called credibility through firsthand experience. Fine. So be it. It was one of those situations that unless you want to dissolve a friendship ASAP, you agree to disagree and go about life with whatever floats your boat. But last week, a close friend of hers died because of COVID. She was young, healthy, no comorbidity, nothing. And suddenly there's been a 180 degree change in her attitude. I can appreciate that she had an epiphany or gained perspective through tragic loss, but I would hope that it would not take such extreme measures to inspire empathy. I dare not ask people to change their truths, but I'm begging people to open their hearts and be empathetic to their neighbors. I think if we were all a little more human, then we could at least coexist amidst difference of opinion instead of living in a constant world of distasteful divide. 
Sorry, this is long, but y'all inspire some passion. There you go. I mean, I told you this earlier, but I was really sad to get the news this morning that a friend of mine actually passed away this morning from COVID. Um, he got put into hospice last week. And so I kind of felt this was coming, but I mean, I was devastated and it was just another, just like what she's saying. It's just like, oh my God, what is it going to take for people to be like, this is fucking real. And just because it didn't affect you in a terrible way, like you don't really know who you're spreading it to that it could be a life-threatening situation. And so it is really important to think about other people and the grand, um, the grand picture of who this could affect even if for you specifically, you were fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, the thing is, is that there's such a ripple effect to it. You know, it's, you could give it to someone at the grocery store who's young and they pass it to their grandmother. And it's just, I mean, Chip, we were talking about you at home after being exposed and you did in fact end up having COVID. Like your mom cannot get COVID. No, she's on oxygen. It's like, like, she cannot. And all it took was going to a happy hour, you know? And it's like, because that person was irresponsible with it, um, you put your mom's life in danger unknowingly. Unknowingly, yeah. And, you know, I am hearing more and more conversations of like what she described, where there's people who are completely healthy. There's no like, pre-existing conditions you know my friend wasn't in the best health that passed away but he survived a stroke two years ago and he was like 45 I mean like it's not like he was old and there's like I mean to me I'm like a stroke didn't take him out but COVID did if that doesn't tell you all how serious this is like I don't know I just I can't I can't help but just be frustrated that I still don't feel like there's some people who are taking it seriously as an illness and thinking about other people who might be affected and not just themselves. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm exhausted even talking about it, to be honest, like particularly here in Tennessee, you know, it's like the stuff that we're um, we're being served every day on the internet about like masks versus not no masks. And it's just the school starting and no mask. I'm just like, come the fuck on. Okay. Yeah. Let's please keep the kids in school. If nothing else. Yeah. Keep keep them in school. Mask them up. Um, Okay. This one comes from anonymous. She said, hi, Kelly and chip. I'm so glad to hear you guys encouraging people to get vaccinated and for being so honest about your feelings on the topic. I know it's a risk to open yourself up to criticism, but I appreciate it. And I 100% agree with you. That said, I could use some advice for context. I am double vaccinated and I am also six months pregnant. Getting vaccinated was a no brainer for me, although I got mine pretty early on before it became such a divisive issue. Last week, I always burp when I'm reading. (laughs) So unprofessional. Excuse me, guys. Last week, I met a friend I haven't seen for almost a year. All of the COVID restrictions had been lifted where I have been lifted where I live. So although I still choose to wear a mask indoors at bars, on public transport, et cetera, we met outside at a restaurant, hugged and sat together. About an hour in, my friend disclosed that she is not vaccinated. My initial reaction was shock. All of my other friends are vaccinated, so I didn't even think about it. She's the type of person that hates taking even basic mild painkillers for a headache, so I thought maybe she was anxious for putting substances into her body, but it turns out she just doesn't want to be told what to do. Yikes. She did say that she was taking regular rapid tests and tested negative before she came to meet me, but aside from being blindsided by her opinion on the topic, I can't help but be so mad at her. I've seen a lot of very scary statistics about the effects of COVID on unvaccinated pregnant women and their unborn babies. Obviously being vaccinated gives me a real good level of protection, but as we know, it's not a guarantee and I could still get it with that in mind. I'm just so mad that she would put me in that position. If I'd known she was unvaccinated, I possibly wouldn't have met up with her or I at least would have been a lot more careful before we parted. My friend mentioned that we should get together again soon. And the truth is I don't really want to see her or any unvaccinated people for the remainder of my pregnancy. I don't want to fall out with my friend. I know she's not a terrible person, but I feel like I'm going to cause a shitstorm when I tell her I can't see her. Do you have any advice for one processing my anger and two asserting my boundaries, both without blowing up a friendship? Thanks guys. Sorry. It was such a long rambly one. Well, I mean, look, I think processing the anger, I don't know if I can really speak to that because 
I'm bad about that myself. But I think in terms of like setting a boundary, like anyone who is making a choice to not be vaccinated has to understand why you might make a choice not to be around them. And I think it can be done in the most sensitive of ways. Like, you know, like you can say exactly that. Like, I love you. I care about you, but right now I have to care more about me and my unborn child. Right. And for the time being, this is the choice that I unfortunately have to make, you know, and like, and in some ways, like maybe that's what your friend needs to hear. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's, it's, she'll hear that from enough people where it's, it will inspire her to just go ahead and get the vaccine because there have to be repercussions for making that choice. Mm -hmm. I I know that there are plenty of people in my orbit who really did not want to get the vaccine. I didn't want to get it. Yeah, That just like did not want to get it, but understood why they needed to. Mm -hmm. And they made the decision to do it, to keep themselves healthy and to keep those around them healthy. So if you're making the choice to not get it, although I don't agree, I'm not going to hate you, but I don't really want to be around you. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's sort of like what we were saying about the guy that exposed us a couple of weeks ago is like, just fucking tell us that you have these symptoms and then let us decide, you know, like, I think it's like, we all have to be overly communicative at this point because of all of the things happening in our culture. And because it is such a divisive topic and people are so hardcore on their side of it, you know, the thing I do have concerns about for her is if people are so sensitive about this topic. And so I could see a situation where she's honest with her friend and her friend maybe won't take it well. And, you know, it becomes that thing. We've had a couple of people in our lives like this who we say, Hey, like, this is what we believe and we're not okay with this. And it's ruined the friendship. And I do think that there's a possibility that could happen. I also think if that is a situation where these kind of things could ruin your friendship, is that really a friendship you want anyway? (laughs) The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options see homedepot.com slash delivery for details the home depot how doers get more done it took 11 years to get to the sale the nix anniversary sale is on now at knix.com celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of nix's biggest sales of the year Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Like that's the kind of things that I'm learning, you know, it's like if I can't say my truth respectfully and then let you have yours and it's going to like be the falling out of our friendship, maybe this isn't the right relationship for me anyway. Because at this point in my life, like I got to be able to have relationships where we can communicate openly and honestly about who we are and what we believe. Yeah. I mean, this is a little bit of a non sequitur, but I don't know if you saw this news today, but I do think it applies to the question. Delta airlines announced today that um, all unvaccinated employees are going to have to start paying more for their health insurance. And they're going to be charged $200 a month for being unvaccinated. And the reason why is because, um, the average cost, um, the average cost to Delta for their employees that have had COVID and gone to the hospitals is $50,000. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. I don't either. So it's just, I bring it up because it's like, a, it's an example of like, there's repercussions for making the mm-hmm. choice to not be mm-hmm. vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the worst of which is death. Right. You know, well, or death it- to somebody else, but. And then to speak to the topic of how to like process your anger, I think this has been the biggest test. And I mean, we're sitting here talking about our, our thoughts and our feelings on these things. And oh man, we just got cut off, but now managing your, yeah, you were talking about um, how to manage the anger. Yeah. I, I was just saying that, like, I do think that this has been the biggest test in not trying to control other people and kind of going, okay, they're entitled to their opinion. And then I get to decide how I feel about their relationship or, um, you know, like how I can let go of trying to control someone else. And, and that's so hard. I mean, I feel sort of like a hypocrite cause we're sitting here being like, go get a vaccine. But like that, that's our opinion. And we're using the platform that we have to say it, but I do think that we really have to, it's like the biggest let go and let God experience of my entire life, because you literally cannot change other people. Unfortunately, I think all we can do is keep talking about our opinions and I don't know, give each other grace, I guess. Yeah. And, and it's like, I also think time will like, I, I think time away from that person who's making you angry is always a a wise thing to do. And I also think like that just being honest about it will like make you feel better. I know. I was going to say you could just avoid her for the next couple of months. Like, you know, life is so busy. You could just happen to not have schedules work out, but I'm like, that's not really the mature thing to do. And yeah, maybe we all just need to be able to say our truths and if people can handle it, great. And if they can't, great. That's on them too. We're not responsible for other people's opinions or intentions. Right. And I think that like sometimes when we're mad at other people, there's also a little bit of like, we're mad at ourselves for not Mm -hmm. like dealing with it the way that we wanted to. So I think that's right. I think you can like alleviate some of that anger by just being honest and like clearing clearing the air. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope we, as we answered your questions, um, we want to hear about your thoughts about this porn topic, only fans and just the porn industry in general in our culture and how it's affecting your lives, your relationships, what you think about it. Do you love it? Is this like, <laughs> do we need to get more on board? I don't know. I'm get curious this- if I'm curious if anyone actually uses only fans too, because oh yeah, what, if you make you money think on- about it, like, you know, um, Bad Barbie, if she's charging $23.99 a month, that's like twice as much as it costs to have a Netflix account. I know. It's more than twice what it costs to have that's why Spotify, I was asking, you know? I know. Like, well, that's why I was asking what kind of content she's putting up. So if anyone has an only a fans account that they're making money on, send us the details because we have a lot of questions. I, I, don't, I don't even think you can see. I'm. This is my work computer, so I'm not going to look at it. But um, can you even like preview what someone is doing? Um, I think that's the point of having to pay, right? It's locked. Like it's not right. How do you spell? Well, bad? we'll look into this. We got to go. So <laughs> you guys send us your emails. I have to go is the point. Um, send us your emails to the edge at velvetsedge.com. We're curious what your thoughts are on this topic. And we'll report back next week with the information that we learn. Um, and then, you know, Chip, 
as you guys are going into this weekend, just like Chip and I are going into this bachelorette party weekend, I hope that while you're living on the edge, you remember and are you fuck? Okay. You always help. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm a guy stressed out about time because I have to go to this meeting. Sure, I gotta go. <laughs> you better go. Okay, well, I'm as you guys go into this weekend. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I can't fucking act casual, so I hope it's you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>